let's talk about tongues here. I, I know that tongues are something that um, a lot of people, you know, when I first heard about tongues, the gift of tongues, I was so suspicious. I didn't believe in it. There's no way I thought this is, a, this is something right. This is something that's strange. It's something that's odd, and I don't like it. I'm just being honest with you. Is that okay? Yeah. I'll just be honest. But I, this is what I felt. It's strange. It's odd. And I don't like it. I thought my parents, my mom and dad in Wales wouldn't like this. I, for some reason, I thought of them. I always think about them and I check things. What would they think? I thought they wouldn't like that. Because it's, it's strange. It's odd. And, you know, you know, it's just... But here's the thing, okay? This is the thing that challenged me. I saw that it was in the New Testament, okay? And so I had to make a point at that juncture then to say, well, either I'll dismiss those verses and I'll regard those verses as, you know, I'll just ignore those verses, or I have to admit that this is part of the New Testament church. There's only two options. You know, either I dismiss it, which I could, and which many people have, by the way. They just reject it, and that's it. It's not for now. Don't talk about tongues, whatever happens. You'll put people off. <laughs> but I feel, and I, I believe, that it's important to embrace um, subjects that perhaps are difficult to understand in the New Testament and try and then, you know, grapple so that we come to the truth. Because certainly if something is there, if it's there for a reason, if it's the truth, I need to know it. Yeah. You need to know it if it's the truth. Amen. If it's not, we can dismiss it. And it's this way with tongues. And so I want to talk about tongues because the Holy Spirit was speaking to me in the week about tongues. And uh, this, this is the Holy Spirit. You know, when Jesus left, so many people in the Christian world have uh, find it very easy to honor Jesus. We sang about Jesus in the first two songs today. And people identify with Jesus easily. And people identify because they could picture Jesus' face, possibly. And, and they could picture with the Father. You know, if you say Father God, people identify with Father God. You know, they picture perhaps a, I don't know, maybe an old man with a beard or whatever they picture. But they can identify with Father God. They can identify with Jesus easily. But the third person of the Holy Trinity... The Holy Spirit, people find it, I think, less easy to identify with the Holy Spirit. This spirit is a ghost. You know, the Holy Ghost, some people say, whoa, 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 I don't want to, what's that all about? <laughs> it was a Holy Ghost. He's hanging around under, under the crypt of the church. <laughs> you know, that's what people find it hard to identify, you know, with the Holy Spirit. But of course, Jesus says, I leave with you a comforter, the Holy Spirit. So the present day ministry of Jesus is through the Holy Spirit. So it's so important that we 
understand that. There's nothing for us to put aside and ignore. It's something that we need to embrace and really understand, employ our minds and understand and yield to God. Are you with me so far? Am I doing okay so far? You're with me, right? Okay, so let's go now to the New Testament where it talks about tongues. Now, it says this, okay? It says in um, 1 Corinthians, it talks about this in 1 Corinthians 12, um, and it says this in verse 28, And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers, after that, miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. And it goes on to say, are all apostles? No. Are, are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Are all workers of miracles? No. Have all the gifts of healing? No. The answer is no. Not everyone is the same. But here's the thing that I realized recently. In 1 Corinthians 12, where it's saying, do all speak in those tongues, okay? And it's, it's, it's saying that about the ministry gift of tongues. And the ministry gift of tongues is different to the individual's gift of tongues. And in 1 Corinthians 14, it talks about the individual's gift of tongues. So whilst not everyone is speaking in the ministry gift sense of the word, in tongues, every Christian has the possibility of speaking in tongues. And that's a very important thing for us to remember. It's a, it's a vitally important thing because it's so intrinsic to the New Testament I was speaking to someone yesterday, and they said, well, tongues isn't that important, is it? It's not important compared to, let's say, you know, wisdom and um, these other things. I said, well, actually, if you look at how many verses deal with tongues, there's quite a lot in the New Testament. Tongues is seen right throughout the New Testament. This is not a small subject. This is a very big subject. You remember, for example, in, in Mark 16, Jesus says these signs will follow them that believe. Part of that was speaking in tongues. You see? So tongues is right there throughout. Tongues is a very important, integral part of the New Testament's teaching. And I want us to just look at that a second here. Come with me, if you will, please. Uh, let's, let's go through uh, and, and look at the value of speaking in tongues here. Acts 2.4. Remember, the, the, the new church is born, okay? The new church is birthed, and then what happens? We see in Acts 2.4, it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. When in the New Testament there was the filling of the Holy Spirit, they were speaking in tongues. The speaking in tongues accompanied it. It's very important for us to understand this. And he encouraged the Corinthians to follow the practice of speaking with tongues. You say, well, this is way out there. 
This is way out there for me. I, I mean, I don't quite get this. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay for you to feel like that because what we're going into now is the supernatural life of a believer. This isn't the realm of boring, dead religion. It's not that realm. And this is a different realm. This is the realm of faithful individuals, the realm where people can speak to mountains as Jesus taught and move them, where people minister and people are healed. And we've seen these things, haven't we? And, and you know, this is that supernatural realm. So if this does make your natural self feel a little bit uneasy, that's okay. That's expected. You should feel a little bit uneasy because you're now entering this realm of the supernatural. So it's okay. But what I would ask you to do is this. Put a demand on yourself. Number one, not to reject it. Okay? but to accept that it's part of the New Testament teaching, and even though you don't understand it, you can say, I will believe it. Because it's right there in the New Testament. It's part of New Testament teaching, okay? So we have to accept it to, to really be uh, authentic in, in our uh, belief as followers of the New Testament and this gospel that Jesus gives us. Uh, Jesus was the one who promised the Holy Spirit, as we know. So it says then, in, it, it goes from there. Um, let me just say this. As he gave them the gift of other tongues, and they were hearing people speaking in languages. Let me just say this on this. I spoke at a full gospel businessman's meeting in Wales, and at the end of the meeting, I did something I don't usually do, which is I went drifting off into the audience. I don't know, um, must have been a couple of hundred people there. I just went drifting off down one of the aisles, and there was a lady leaning against a pillar in this hotel where the meeting took place. And I spoke to her in tongues. I've never done it before in quite that way at the end of a meeting and I just spoke to her in tongues as just as I'm speaking to you now and I don't know what I said and I went back to the front and uh, I just continued then uh, you know there was people in the front for prayer and I just continued with that well at the end of the meeting this lady's friends came up and said, thank you so much for, you know, what you said, your encouragement and the thing. And I said, sorry, um, when did I, what encouragement are you referring to? She said, oh, you, when you came and you spoke to the lady who was sitting down. And uh, I said, oh, I said, uh, encouragement. What, 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 what did I say? They said, well, you, you spoke to her in, in um, Spanish. I said, Really? I don't speak Spanish. They said, you spoke to her in Spanish, and not only in Spanish, but in the very dialect of her village in Spain. Yes. Amen. I mean, it's amazing. And it was a, a message regarding her parents. Uh, so this is how the Holy Spirit uses yielded vessels. Amen. Now, look. This is the difference between dead religion and living faith. 
This is living. I'm in the realm of living faith, everyone. I'm not interested in dead, boring religion, okay? I want what the New Testament speaks of. I want, if that's the truth, I want that truth, okay? That's what, I, that's what I'm interested in. And that's what I, I'm sure most of us are interested in. And so this, this happened to me, but this has happened to so many other people. This type of testimony, but it's right there in the New Testament, in the book of Acts. They heard them in their different languages. That's one type of tongue. There's a, the tongues is made up of many aspects. And it's interesting, when tongues is described, you know, um, it says there was a, div a diversity of tongues in 1 Corinthians 12, 28. And if you look at that word diversity in the, in the original Greek, it talks about a family of tongues. It's the word for family. So you see there's tongues where someone hears you in their language and you don't speak their language. It happened to an, another incident was, um, in, was when um, a chap was from Africa joined the London Bible College and he was so lonely for home. And this man next door was just settling into his room. It was the start of the year. And they were settling into their dormitories, you know, their, their rooms. They had individual rooms. And um, he was in this individual room. The man next door was moving in, and the man next door started to pray in tongues. And this African gentleman became so excited. He was so thrilled because he was hearing someone speak in his own African dialect. And, and, he was, and he felt so lonely and so far away from home and he wasn't sure if he was doing the right thing. And this voice was encouraging him, yes, you're doing the work of the Lord, yes, you're doing the right thing. And he knocks on the door with excitement. He goes out of his room, knocks on the door, and he opens the door and there's this white man from Europe. And he was so surprised, he couldn't believe it. That that's tongues, you see? That's one aspect of tongues, beautiful. And, but, but that's just one aspect. So another aspect of tongues uh, that we find out in the New Testament is the aspect of uh, praying, and then there's an, there's an interpretation given to the tongue. So tongues that need to be interpreted. And then there's also tongues that are used for edifying, building ourselves up. Now there's an Anglican church called Holy Trinity Brompton, Anyone familiar with it? Holy Trinity Brompton? It's right down the road from Harrods in London, um, South Kensington. And um, that church, the minister of that church was a man called Sandy Miller when I went there in the, in the early 1990s. And Sandy Miller uh, was a, an interesting chap. He was, um, I, I would say he was... Um, High class, you know, um, uh, Eton, Cambridge, and, uh, you know, the rest of it. And uh, he, he was, in, you know, the, the minister of this large church that had an emphasis on the very thing that I'm speaking about this morning. This was the stuff that uh, was the, the emphasis of that church. And at the beginning of his services... And this is at a time now in the 1990s where they would be queuing up 
for hundreds of yards down the old Brompton Road to get into that Anglican church. And I think our brother Pete was uh, there at that time. Uh, and, 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 you know, they would queue up to get in. And they had five services on a Sunday. Every service was full. I mean, it was just, it was beautiful what the Lord was doing there. I think Patricia went with uh, Louise once to do the course there. Yeah, the, the Alpha course. The Alpha course came from that church, you know. Um, and it was born out of these meetings that, that they were having with the Holy Spirit was the emphasis. And Sandy Miller would go to the front of the church and he'd raise his hands up like this. And that's all he would say is, more Holy Spirit, more, in his posh English voice. <laughs> and what would happen is someone would laugh, someone would giggle, there'd be a, a laughter, there'd be someone would thank the Lord, and so and it would just break out, and there'd be praise in the room. It was beautiful. But there was a yielding, you see, to the Holy Spirit, not to our minds. If we stick within the limits of our minds, we'll get what we can think of. Yeah. I want us to break out of that. I do. I want us to break out. I want us to experience the fullness of God. I really do. I think this area would benefit. I think we as a people would benefit. I think this whole area would benefit. I think this would really explode into the area. I really do. I think it would be wonderful. And I think this is what the Lord is calling us to. I really believe that. And so uh, this is... This was my experience. I've experienced it. And I remember one time I went to Sandy Miller for some advice on a personal matter. And so I, I, I said, um, I said, Reverend, uh, I need some advice. And I went into the details of this difficult situation that I had, you see. Give him all the complicated uh, things that I was facing. And, and at the end of it, he said, do you speak in tongues? And I said, Yes. He said, I think you need to speak in tongues more. And that was it. That was the advice. And I went away and I felt cheated. I thought I poured my heart out to that man. Poured my heart out. And that's all he could say was that. You see, I was too inexperienced to realize that's all he could say was that. That's a very important thing that he was saying. He was directing me to the gift of tongues, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because when we speak in tongues, you know, we speak in a language that we don't understand. So it circumnavigates our mind. And because it circumnavigates our mind, it, it does something in our spirit on the inside. We, I can't quantify it. I don't fully understand how all of this works. All I can say is that it works. I don't fully understand it, but I know that it works. I know that when we pray in the Holy Spirit, I know that it strengthens us in our inner man. I know that our inside, our spirits on the inside become strong. And I know that it's, it goes against our natural thinking. Our natural thinking doesn't want to do that. Our natural thinking, when I first heard this stuff, I thought it was kooky stuff. I really did. I thought it was, I didn't want anything to do with it. 
But when I looked at the Bible, when I applied my thinking to what the Bible truly says, I thought, I, as a Christian, I must have something to do with this. Because it's right there and it's promised by Jesus. In fact, for me to be sincere in saying that I want to follow Jesus, I have to engage with this. You see, the thing is with Jesus, you can't have the, the Jesus that you pick and choose. You have to have the whole of Jesus. And, and this is what Jesus did. He left us the Holy Spirit. So let me just share with you this um, here. I want to say that it says this. Um, <clears throat> come with me. Let's go now to the... Um, there's some evidences that I want to just share with you. Let's go to, I want to establish this first of all. Acts 1, 44, 46. I'm not going to be speaking long on this. Um, just a few more minutes. I'll continue on Wednesday and possibly then next week. But, but for this morning, let's go to Acts 1, uh, verses 44 to 46. And while Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision, the Jews, which believed, were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. You see? It's right. That, that's the first book of the early church. That's the book of Acts. It's the history book of the early church, and it's right there in the beginning. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? And it says then, you know, in Acts 10, 46, it says this. It says, the brethren of the, uns the uncircumcision were astonished because the gift of the Holy Ghost was poured, the, the brethren of the circumcision was astonished because the gift was poured out on the Gentiles. But it talks about this again in Acts 10, 46. It says, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. So it's, it's there repeated again in the book. And then in Acts 19, 1-7, it says this. This is very important. It says this. It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. And finding certain disciples, he said to them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said to him, We have not so much even heard whether there's a Holy Ghost. They didn't even know about the Holy Spirit. And he said to them, so what were you baptized? And they said, well, unto John's baptism. And he said, John did baptize with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that's Jesus Christ. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands upon, the, upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. And there was about 12 of them. So it's right throughout the book that tongues is there. It's essential part of the early, um, early church. The f what I wanted us to do this morning was understand this. I, I want to say from another chapter in Acts, Acts chapter 8, I want to just read this. Um, when the apostles were in Jerusalem and they heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John, who when they came down, prayed for them that they might receive 
the Holy Ghost. It's there again. See, what I'm trying to say is it's repeated over and over and over again. It's not just one verse. It's over and throughout the book of Acts. And it's in the Gospels. And it's in the letters. It's an essential part of New Testament teaching. And it says this um, in Acts 8. It says, for as yet he was fallen on none of them. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid their they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. It's a tremendous thing to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So what I want to say to us this morning is this. There's tremendous benefits of speaking in tongues. The benefits of speaking in tongues, it allows you to speak directly to God. You, you, you're speaking directly to God when you speak in tongues. You circumnavigate your own mind. I do this to describe to you. Now, the Bible teaches that, look, there should be interpretation of tongues when you speak in an assembly. And yes, uh, there should be an interpretation, but I'm demonstrating this, this tongue now that is your own prayer language. Okay? Um, Praying in tongues keeps you in tune with the Holy Spirit. So you become more yielded to the Holy Spirit when you pray in tongues. That's the second point. I'll give you five and then I'm closing this. The third point, it strengthens your spirit. It says in 1 Corinthians 14, 4, it says a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally. By the one who's, but the one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. So... There should be prophecy and tongues mentioned together so often in the New Testament. Point four, praying in tongues allows you to pray even when you don't know what to pray. I'm sure you've had times where you don't know what to say, but you know that there's something inside and you just, well, pray in tongues at that point. Um, and point five, praying in tongues is a weapon against the work of the enemy. You know, the enemy is there trying to get our lives. There is an enemy in our lives. He, the Bible teaches that the enemy comes to steal. He tries to steal. What does he try to steal? He tries to steal the truth from you. He'll try to get your thinking wrong. He'll try and steal you away from true thinking, from Bible-adhered thinking. He'll try and steal your friends away from you. He'll try and steal your church from you. He'll try and steal whatever he can lay hold of. He'll try and steal it from you. God is a good God, but the devil is bad. And he, you know, people say often, God's got plans for you. I like to say also, because I... I feel protective over people. I want the best for people. I like to say the devil's got plans for you also. So be wise. And I see so many people, they're shipwrecked because they make basic mistakes. And one of the basic mistakes is to drift away from what the word says. Drift away from church. Drift away from the things of God. Don't do it. The pull will be there. The pole will be there, but adhere to it with, with your might. Lay hold on those truths. Remember what God has done. And say, if it's in the Bible, I want it. 
I know that in my life, I need that. You know, I had the great privilege of seeing the power of the Holy Spirit at work so often in my life. You know, as a young man, you know, I was in Kensington Temple. I would lead worship in Kensington Temple in London, 10,000 member church. And uh, sometimes I would be leading the worship and I'd be um, praying with people and ministering with people. And remember, we'd have people like Benny Hinn uh, coming to the church. And I, I was at the meetings when, um, <laughs> and I, at the time I was a very, um, well, I didn't take, I didn't believe everything, put it like this. I, I was questioning a lot. But I saw the power of God. I, I saw him, uh, Brother Benny Hinn, turned to the choir and he went, I, I saw all of them fall over. I felt the power of God. I actually would minister to the people myself and I felt the fire of God working through my body. And it was phenomenal to see. So I'm talking now from experience. I, I'm talking about, you know, experience of, of uh, large crowds and, and beautiful moves of God where, you know, you just push your hand like this. And I felt the fire of God flowing from my body into a crowd of people. And I'd see people fall over. Now, I'm not, I don't chase, never chased after anything like that, but I experienced it, yeah. you see. And, and then as things matured and we grew, and we, I, I was less after the sensational things, but God has continued to use us in sensational ways in many ways, you know. Yeah. Uh, remarkable things always happening. But it, it looks different sometimes. We go through seasons, don't we? Yeah. And so, if you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you want to speak in tongues this morning, and you're a believer, I want to give you an opportunity to, to respond and do that. And at the end of the service, as the last song uh, is played, I'd like to invite you to come down to the front and receive the gift um, of speaking in tongues. Okay? Um, in fact, I want to put it like this. Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want that to be the emphasis, not the gift. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need the power of God to manifest in us. That's the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to, to live this life in the way that God's called us to. Okay? Praise God. I think we're changing. Yeah. I know that we've changed the service around this morning, Hannah. And um, 